Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Happy Hamster Corner, a podcast about cute, adorable animals, as well as featured stories, collaborations, hamster tips, and so much more. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm super excited for you all to be listening Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Happy Hamster Corner. As always, I'm your host, Holly, and today's episode is going to be part two of the collaboration with Carrie from Home Sweet Hammy Home. So yeah, this part is all about kind of what keeps the rescue going, and yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and just continue with the rest of this collaboration for you guys and I'll see you at the end of the episode <laughs> um but besides your husband's help <laughs> what else keeps you going in uh your rescue because this is something I would love to know because I know you guys just get you know dumps of hamsters here and there and it's just can be like extremely overwhelming I mean I don't obviously know exactly you know the strenuousness of it because I don't have a rescue but I can only imagine and from people that I've talked to and in the hamster community I can know it can be extremely rough on you so what is it that keeps you going besides your husband helping you (laughs) my husband doesn't participate in any of the care of the animals and we wouldn't want to see what it looks like if he was to set up a cage (laughs) so that's all he just makes it for me (laughs) but he knows like we have good roles we have a good relationship he's gone from our home a lot because for his job and so I'm Uh by myself like 99% of the time and so I get to do things however I want (laughs) and yeah And there's so many animals here. So really, truly, it's the animals that keep me going. They each have their own unique, special qualities. And I would do anything for these animals. Like, and I'm I'm talking hamsters, the mice, the guinea pigs. I have mice that were born in the rescue that they're turning two years old. And that is like, and they are still growing strong. They are running on their wheels every night. I took down their ladders because I thought they were going to be elderly arthritic mice and they were just looking nonstop for them. So I put them back up and they're climbing all over their ladders. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, they're sanctuary mice, obviously they can't be adopted out, but I love them yeah. so much. And then all the hamsters, my goal is to adopt out every single hamster that I'm able to adopt out, but there's going to be oh, okay. some that get brought into the rescue that just can't be adopted. There's one that's totally blind and you know, she had cataracts and so she's going to be a sanctuary. She's been, she came into the rescue and immediately became a sanctuary resident. And so she's amazing, but she's going to need veterinarian care and it doesn't really make sense to have someone adopt her. And so, yeah, I keep keep going because I think of her, like if I get discouraged, I'm like, well, what must it be like to, you know, run around a bin cage and not be able to see. So (laughs) I just hang out with her for a little while and I'm encouraged again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We all, we all have our own types of suffering for sure. And oh, that is so sweet. And so, oh, that just melts my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that's. I know it's very simple, but it's the animals and, you know, I do agonize. I deeply agonize over the ones that I can't help. And there's times where I cry every day because I hear, I mean, I am so full. I have nowhere else to put a cage and adoptions are really slow. And I've, I know 
fully that if I just adopted to every single person that contacts me, I'd be empty and I'd be able to take in all those other ones. But then what's going to happen to the ones here? <laughs> what kind of yeah. life are they going to have? And so I have to stick to my standards and I have to operate within my boundaries. I have to say no when I can't take in any more and it's hard. Yeah, no. And I mean, that's not the point of a rescue either is to just rescue in animals to just put them back out there. Right. And, or, you know, it's, it's more than just that cycle. It's providing a better situation. That's right. the point of a rescue to, yeah. you know, help get an animal out of a bad situation and provide them with a sanctuary for the time being and then sending them off to a place where they're going to thrive. So, yeah, definitely not the point of just cycling animals around yeah yeah so that's that's one of the main things is just you know sticking within my boundaries and uh, keeping my high standards so I'll I'll never relax those but I'm not going to compromise just so that I can take in more animals and so I can have more adoptions so and so with that said adoptions are really slow and when you have adoptions that are very slow and then you have a lot of people that aren't good candidates you know it, it makes it hard because you can't yeah. adopt to them. And, but then if you don't adopt to them, you can't take it anymore. And so, yeah. yeah. No, when I, I really do hope that you achieve your goal there of, you know, adopting all the animals that you do have out and being able to provide more with a better care. So yeah, definitely hope that you reach your goal with that. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> and if not, they are perfectly set up to thrive and function they're not going to know the difference so yeah they'll be fine that that's true especially you were tell, telling me about those mice that are you know two years in the rescue and they're thriving so that's awesome yeah, yeah. did you have a story that you want to share um you know even just like a rescue story or um, um anything in particular <laughs> well i mean I don't want to leave the skinny pigs out, but I have skinny pigs in the rescue and they are just hilarious. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to admit right now, <laughs> okay. I'm so in love with them. And I, I, who knew? Because I don't even like baldness. <laughs> so, <laughs> how am I in love with animals that don't have hair? But their personalities, they're just so goofy. And it doesn't help that every single person that applies to adopt them is just it's not so much that they're not knowledgeable about them. It's that they want to adopt them for all the wrong reasons. And, and so, yeah, so they're, they're just a unique species altogether. And I Mm -hmm. have female guinea pigs and I seriously did not think they would ever get adopted. They came in February 7th of last year and they just got adopted like five weeks ago, four weeks ago. Um, wow. And they get to come back. The The family that adopted them is amazing. Um, and I actually interviewed over 80 people to adopt the girls. And I could not approve not one of those. And there was a couple of times where, you know, talking to someone, I thought, okay, we're close. If I can just get them to change their mind on like the cage size or like, you know, because they'd have cats. And so they'd have to get a cage that had a lid or something mm-hmm. but people didn't want to do that. And so they didn't continue. And so I didn't approve them. And so I didn't think the girls would ever get adopted. And I didn't realize how attached I was to them until they were gone. Once they got adopted, oh. I sat there looking at the empty space and I would go to make vegetables and I'd make way too many, you know, I'd, I'd wash mm-hmm. them and get them ready to serve. And then I'm like, 
why did I do so many? There's only two now, <laughs> you know, so it, it took me a little while to learn to operate without them. And I mean, I'm really happy that they got a good home and I get to see them because they come back for health checks. But oh, uh, that's great. Sometimes I think about these skinny pigs. I mean, I have no good candidates to adopt them. But if I did, I wonder how sad I'm going to be because I'm actually really attached to these boys. <laughs> and I, don't know how I didn't try. So I've been really good this whole time, Holly. <laughs> I've been yeah. really good. I have not got so attached to a hamster that I can't adopt the hamster out. And I've gotten attached to some of the mice that got adopted, but I knew they were going to wonderful homes. And so, you know, there was never like, yeah. that same sadness. And even the girls, I'm really happy that they went to a home. I'm not sure about these boys. <laughs> I'm admitting it. <laughs> I look at them. Well, so Bumble, he came to me, he had Bumblefoot and I'm constantly oh. checking his feet. His feet are fine, but um, he gets ringworm. Yeah. So every time he gets ringworm, I'm like, you keep it up, Bumble, because you're going to stay here. You keep on getting ringworm. You're going to stay here. <laughs> so, oh. But yeah, that's it. I mean, it's not like anybody's lining up at the door to adopt them anyways. So if they had to stay, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. And I mean, that that would be the hardest thing is not get attached <laughs> to the animals, especially if you, you know, you're caring for that animal and providing them with such a good life that yeah. it would be hard to then give them to a good home, even though, yeah, you do know that they are going to, you know, a different place and they're going to thrive and be happy with that person. And but yeah, I can I can imagine that would be really hard after caring for that pet for so long that, you know, you have to just then turn it around and give it to somebody else. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to get attached to those adorable little faces. I mean, it even is. some some hamsters on Hamstergram, I see them, you know, pictures of them and videos and all of that. And then when they pass away, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed seeing their adorable little face and Oh, you know, yeah. different quirks of their personality. And I mean, I'm, I can't even imagine physically caring for an animal and then having to turn away. I mean, even if I, I fostered a hamster or something, I would, <laughs> I'd probably end up keeping it because I wouldn't, you know, just want to go through the, the adoption process instead of just doing something like that instead. So right. yeah, I can, I can imagine it would be hard to, to do that and not get attached. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and you know, like my history, our history, our family history. Oh, yes. Dogs. <laughs> With the dogs. <laughs> Dog Foster. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> being here forever and I'm still here today. So, um, yeah. but no, with hamsters, it's, it, I do get attached to them too. It's just that I know that they're going to a really good family. And yeah. with these skinny pigs, it's hard to find a really good family. I mean, it's hard to find people that are, I mean, it's just like with any animal it's because skinny pigs need a special set of uh, care, you know, like there's, there's yeah. requirements that they have to have that you don't have to do with, with guinea pigs that have hair. And so just oh, trying to get to that point, I've never, even in an adoption interview for them, we've never even gotten to that point because they've, wow. they've got their own mindset of how things should be. And a lot of times they just think that they're, they're so ugly, they're cute. And so they just feel like they have to have them which is, oh my gosh, yeah, 100% <laughs> the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's usually that's words out of their mouth in our phone conversation is, oh, they're so ugly. I think they're cute. And I just think they would be fun to show my friends. I even had somebody say that she wanted to pass Simi off as an armadillo. I don't know how <laughs> he's a, he's a skinny pig. Yeah. 
He's like, he looks just like a little armadillo. And I think I to trick my friends and make them think he's an armadillo. And that was, that was the reason why she wants to adopt. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I just want to put my face, my palm and bang it against the wall. <laughs> Who does that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, but that's okay because yeah. everyone who does not, you know, match up to these boys perfectly, they can just stay here. Yeah. And then I mean, they'll stay in a, in a happy place with yeah. someone that loves and cares for them. So, right. oh my gosh, and pass it off <laughs> as an armadillo. What in the world? Just, just show them a picture of one and say it's an armadillo. Like, why do you need to adopt it for that? I don't know. People are strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that's something that people maybe not don't realize is we get calls like every day with that's not even the worst of it. There's there's lots of nonsense callers. I don't even think they have an intention to adopt. I think they think like their first words out of their mouth is, Where are you located? I'd like to come over. I want to grab a hamster. <laughs> I don't even think oh they realize gosh. there's a process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So that's always been kind of a thing with my family is they're like, mom, you don't give the address to you. I'm like, no, not until I get to know them for three months. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. No, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I mean, because you don't want people just knocking on the door, expecting to get a hamster right then and there. Right. Like, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 (laughs) no. Yeah. And I know that that can happen. I've heard of, you know, that happening with people who have dog rescues. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kudos to you for having that process, having the standards and doing things how they should be done. You should not be just handing an animal off to anybody or everybody. So right, it's important to weed through the people that are just looking to trick their friends with an animal (laughs) (laughs) and not even care about its well-being. So thank you so much. Seriously. Like, thank you. for everything that you do because I mean every little bit counts especially I feel like when it comes to proper hamster care and helping those hamsters that are being neglected and other animals as well not just not just hamsters because you have other animals as well in your rescue so thank you so much for doing that oh well it's my pleasure and also (laughs) too I just want to notate if um anyone's wondering why I keep taking all these hamsters in from California because they were in the shelters scheduled to be euthanized and that's not going to (laughs) fly. If there's anything that, you know, I can do, I don't want hamsters to be euthanized. That is so unfair. And yeah. And see in Arizona, when there's a hamster that comes into the shelter, they won't euthanize it. They'll, the hamster may live there for a long time, but it's not going to die. And so if I know that there's a hamster in one of the shelters here in Tucson, usually one of the volunteers will contact me. I don't volunteer there anymore, obviously, because I have my own little shelter going on, (laughs) but usually somebody will contact me and they'll be like, Hey, there's a hamster. And if I can, I'll go pick it up. Um, If I can't, then I'll let other people know. And so, and eventually that hamster will be adopted. If they don't stay there yeah. very long. I mean, it's it could, like two or three months is a long time, but they're not being euthanized. But in California, there's yeah. a crisis happening right now. And, you know, every time I hear about it, it's like my heart just freezes up. I know I can't yeah. help very much anymore. I've taken in 25 hamsters from California already. 
Oh my gosh. A lot of them have been adopted, but a lot of them are still here. And so I have to adopt out more before I can take in anymore. And so, so that's some of the challenges, but I don't want people to think that I'm just 100% taking hamsters from California because I'll take wherever there's a need. If there's a major need, most of the people that contact me, I work with them. If I can't take their hamster because they're moving or you know, they, they have issues in their family or whatever. I'll work with them. I'll find a pet store that the hamster could live at until it gets adopted. It's not ideal, but it's not, you know, bad either. It's not being euthanized. (laughs) So if if the shelters have openings, you know, I can contact the shelters and, and they can surrender the hamster to the shelters. But, um, you know, if it's, if it's a, like the two robos that I took in just before I took in a group of hamsters from California, that was a no choice situation because their owner had died and they got left in the house at unknown. <gasps> the family did not know that the owner had pets. And so there was a bunny rabbit, there was like cats, there was lizards, and there was these two robos. Oh and my gosh. I helped them find places for the other pets to go. I couldn't take any of the other pets, but I took the robos. And if I wouldn't have took the robos, they were going to give them to a school teacher. And the school teacher was so excited because she's like, hey, they're in a cage. I don't have to buy one. <laughs> and oh it was a bad cage. And so I knew if I didn't take them, I was they weren't going to come out of that cage. And plus, they were going to be in a classroom. And that's all it took. And I had to go ahead and tell her yes. But I had talked to her for a week, you know, multiple times during the week before I actually said yes. And then... Once I yeah. heard that, then I said yes and went ahead and brought them in here. So it's those yeah. kinds of situations that, you know, I, I can't say no to. Everybody teased me on Instagram. They're like, you're so weak. Yeah, I'm weak for those kinds of situations. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. you yeah, hamsters, I'm hamsters. Be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you tell me hamsters are going to be euthanized or a hamster's owner died yeah. and they're going to get confined to this cage their whole lives, well, then, yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to make room. I'm going to have to take them in. But if you just yeah. say, if you say, well, I'm moving, I can't take my hamster with me, then I'm going to say, okay, well, let me see what I could do to find, help you find a place for your hamster to go. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, so that's the whole little background to the California, because I've had people yeah. come me and they say, well, since you're not taking hamsters from Arizona and I live in California, I'm like, no, no, no. There's a difference between hamsters in a shelter being scheduled to die and people who just can't yeah. take care of pets anymore. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's other resources for that um, type of situation yeah. versus, you know, a crisis situation such as the robos or the hamsters from California. That's, yeah, yeah that's definitely different for sure. But right. how can people help and support your rescue? I mean, besides if they want to adopt a hamster or want to go through the process of all of that, what other ways can people support you? Well, so I applied for the 501C. I don't really ever get on Instagram or Facebook or social media and ask for donations. Um, I know mm-hmm. that is due and I feel like, you know, for me, I'm not going to beg for money. And I know that sounds awful, but I, since I have such high standards, you know, every one of my hamsters here in the rescue have a night angel wheel and they have like night angel hides and those things are not cheap. And so- no, they're not. Um, you know, I set them up with the goal of they're either going to live here the, their whole life or they're going to be adopted, but whoever adopts them is going to do the same or better. And, you know, a lot of my cages get sold. And so I'm not going to ask people to donate to that because I just don't feel like that's ethical. Mm-hmm. Anything that somebody does donate and I stick in a cage, then when somebody buys the cage, that item goes for free. 
And so I'm really careful about that. I'm like a stickler about that. So I, I keep lists of everything. And oh, then I, okay. knew, I never wanted to ask people to donate financially because I didn't have the 501c. And I don't know that that's ethical either because they can't claim it on their taxes. But once that goes through, I'll feel more comfortable about asking. I do have okay. the, PayPal, the PayPal account is set up already because I probably visit the veterinarian once a week, sometimes twice, and gosh, sometimes four times a week. Oh my <laughs> uh, gosh. And so the PayPal is strictly for that. There is, there's people who will make little donations into the PayPal and I just pull out of that and that's what I use to pay the veterinarian. Okay. And then I have the Amazon wish list and it's usually like consumable stuff. So it's like the bedding and the food and the sand um, because all of that, you know, you go through hordes of that when you're running a rescue. And oh, I, I, can I, imagine. Don't, yeah. I don't go to stores and shop because I don't know that they make a basket big enough to get everything I need. <laughs> so I have to have <laughs> everything delivered. <laughs> and so I get bulk quantities of things. And so, you know, when I, when I make, make the time to order all of that, and then when I receive it, I have to make time to open it all up and get it dispensed everywhere. And so when someone sends donations, it makes, mm-hmm. me, it makes my entire day. Like, I can't even say how I am <laughs> because I realized like, you know, they could have done any, they could have bought themselves a new outfit or something. You know, they, they didn't, they don't, yeah. they don't really know me or what's happening here unless they have been following Instagram for a while or we've made friends or whatever. But most of it is people who just find out that I'm running a rescue. And so they, they will pass donations over. And so when I yeah. receive those, it's like, oh my gosh, Okay. I don't have to order bedding next week. <laughs> I can use this bedding and it will last me until, you know, the end of next week. And then I can order it the following week. So that's just, it, yeah. helps, me time, it helps me time-wise. It helps me financially. It's just a, a big blessing. And so, but oh, I, don't, awesome. I don't ask for it because there's so many rescues. Yeah. Rescuing, so I, I actually have a really good thing going because my husband works, you know, and, and my job kind of just funds the rescue and I use the donations really wisely and I buy things on sale. And so I've been able to, plus I sell the bin cages. And so that's a huge blessing. Yeah. If somebody buys the entire setup, it's like a, almost a full reimbursement. And so then we will take that. Yeah. That money goes directly into buying more stuff to mesh the lids, more bin cages, you know, because the bin cages, they've gone up in price. When I first started doing this, they were like $30. They're up to like $45 now. Jeez. And then to mesh yeah. the lid is like another $10. So it ends up stacking up. And I just did nine. Yeah. <laughs> I just did nine. So that. Yeah, um, that, that definitely adds up for sure. But yeah, yeah anybody that can help or wants to help definitely do. And I will, do you have like a website or a link or something? I can, I'll put it in the show notes for people to check it out. Um, Okay. I'll, I will link that in the show notes for everybody or anybody that wants to help out or even fill out an application to adopt a hamster. (laughs) Okay. That sounds good. And yeah. And wherever everybody is just keep encouraging people to adopt because there are so many hamster rescues mm-hmm. now. It didn't used to be. And I remember feeling funny when I first started. I was like, nobody does this. <laughs> but they're all over now. Like you hear yeah. they're everywhere. So people just research a little bit. Look on Pet Finder. Look on Adopt-A-Pet. Yeah, it, it's worth it. It's it's worth it to adopt versus shop for sure. And right. You, you just feel good about it. And, you know, giving that, that hamster a good home. And, I mean, every 
every living thing deserves love, but you know, it's, it's better to get something out of a bad situation and not support obviously pet mills and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I've been talking for an hour, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're all good. I know these, this is why I have a podcast about this. I could talk about this forever. (laughs) And I'm, you I'm do glad. such an amazing job too. I always tell people, listen to you and the episodes just come out so fantastic. It must take you hours, Holly. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, some episodes do. It definitely depends on the episode, but it's worth it. Aww. Like I say, well, if I help one person with it, it's worth it. And thank you so much for telling people about the podcast and encouraging them to listen. That's That's awesome. Thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it. And thank you for coming on and sharing your story and, you know, reiterating the importance of adopting versus shopping and telling everybody about your standards. I mean, that, that in itself is amazing knowledge or the Craigslist thing. I have no idea about that. I learn something new every day and I absolutely love it. So Thank well, you so you, much. If you want to go on Craigslist, just, you know, search the Tucson Craigslist. You'll see my ad. <laughs> <laughs> and if it happens to not be there, that's because somebody flagged it, but it hasn't been flagged in a couple of months. So I've been. That's good. Now watch it be flagged. No, just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, nobody flag it. Nobody flag it. <laughs> and it's funny because I don't really even feature animals that are available for adoption on there. I just use it to push education and then be like, oh yeah, I do have pets for adoption. You can see them on Pet Finder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, Well, anything else you want to add before I stop recording? No, just thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate everything you do also. And that's it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And thank you for coming on. And I I appreciate you as well and everything you've done, even just taking in those two robos. (laughs) Yeah, it, it definitely makes a difference for sure. So. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. So thank you so much again, Carrie, for coming on and sharing your story. And I just appreciate having you on and you being so transparent with all things that you were struggling with and giving everybody an inside look on what it is like to have a rescue and also fun fact about this too is when Carrie and I recorded this collaboration she was in the process of getting the 501c3 approved and now that this part is airing or the episode has aired she is officially approved for home sweet hemi home to be a 501c3 so that is super awesome. Congratulations to you. And everybody check out the link in the description for how you can help support Home Sweet Hammy Home. And so let's get into Holly's hamster tip of the week. This week is... Hamsters are not the only pets that should be adopted first instead of buying first. So not only are hamsters needed to be adopted first before shopped for, other pets also fall into this category. Okay. (laughs) All right. So thank you so much for listening to this collaboration. I hope you guys enjoyed and thank you again, Carrie. You are amazing and go and support 
the rescue if you can and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode but thank you again for being patient with me and putting this into two parts um, I just I love this conversation and didn't want to cut anything out of it but didn't want it to be too long so I appreciate you guys understanding that but also give me your feedback on that let me know if you'd be okay with a longer episode so let me know how you guys feel with that and let me know what else you want to listen to on this podcast so yeah I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and rest of your week and all that jazz but if you enjoy this podcast please share it with a friend like it subscribe rate it review all that jazz and help spread the word on proper hamster care but also spread the word on helping rescues out and supporting each other so yeah thank you and i will see you all next friday for another episode but first and of course as always have a happy one guys Wow, my mind just went blank for a sec. <laughs> um. <laughs>